Will the Melbourne Boomers repeat their 2021 WNBL championship? Can Lauren Jackson will Southside to win it all? And how much does having a WNBA player on your roster really help? Haley Wilds of the Pick and Roll Australia is here to talk all things Aussie hoops and help us get you ready for a new WNBL season. Locked on women's basketball starts now. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, hi, hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday or WNBL Eve for those who celebrate. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Isabel Rodriguez, and I'm a contributing writer at The Next. I write our twice-weekly newsletter, The Morning Post-Up, which covers all things women's basketball all around the world. Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember that Locked On Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. On today's show, Haley Wilds is here, and I am so excited for this episode. We are going to preview the new season of the WNBL, which begins tomorrow. The Professional Women's Basketball League in Australia, if you didn't know, it's very exciting. There's lots of things going on and lots of growth happening that we'll get to in just a moment. So uh, to run you through, we're going to bring you up to speed on everything that's going on in the league. If, just in case you've never heard of it before, this is your first time. We're going to get you right up to speed. We're going to talk you through major storylines, and we're going to highlight some of the players that we're most excited about, including some new and some returning WNBA faces. So Haley, welcome to the podcast. Um, maybe let's get you in, acquainted with the people. How did you get uh, started in women's basketball? What about it made you keep coming back and, and how did you kind of get into it? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Excited to be on the show today. Uh, yeah, so I've followed basketball for years, sort of since I was a, a kid. I, I never actually played, but always just watched it. And luckily in Australia, we had awesome Opals teams and locals te local teams as I grew up and, and was really able to uh, just watch basketball at a high level from since I was young. So yeah, I followed women's basketball as I was young and, and went to watch Lauren Jackson when she was playing for the Canberra Capitals back in the day down at that when she visited to Dandenong and that was great to be able to see her at such a young age when I was yeah so young and be able to see her dominating the game and then since then I've, I've just kept watching it and yeah now I really love writing about it and, and just highlighting the great players that we have. So what about the WNBL? I'm curious when you first found out about it and, and how you kind of got into covering it for the pick and roll. Uh, yeah, so I I was actually writing about men's basketball in Australia and then uh, I was writing for the pick and roll and, and they said we need a, a women's writer. So I've, I'd always kept in touch with the women's game and always knew what was going on. But since a couple of years ago, I've sort of dived right back in and, and now, yeah, it's, uh, I just write about women's basketball and, and, and yeah, it's so, it's so great. Me too. I love writing about women's basketball. We we do plenty of that over at the next, um, and we yeah we're we're big fans. Um, so to get the people up to speed, just some WNBL basics. The league was founded in 1981. 
none of those original teams remain, which is big sad, but um, Melbourne and Adelaide still have teams, which is always great to see. In the mid-1980s, the league kind of starts to grow after the Seoul Olympics. The league adds a couple of new teams, and it starts collecting some of its first major sponsorships. One of my favorite things that, that you put out this year was a really nice and, and detailed piece that we'll leave a link to um, about how the Opals have factored into the success of the WNBL. I'm kind of curious how you see that trend continuing into today um, and, and more specifically how Lauren Jackson has factored into, into all that. Yeah, well, it, yeah, back like in the 80s when I, I talked to Tom Ma, who was the coach of the Opals back then, and it was great to be able to talk to him. And, and he really dived into just how it all came about. Like they weren't professional back then. They were playing because they loved the game and they loved playing for Australia. And when they started doing well at the Olympics, it just sort of grew their confidence. And then they'd come back to Australia and the WNBL just exploded just with the depth of players and, and how great they were after that international experience. And and often they'd go back over to Europe or WNBA and then come back to the WNBL in the off-season and, and just raise the league that little bit further each year. And, and it's still happening today. You look at players like Sammy Whitcomb coming back, uh, Steph Talbot coming back. Uh, Ezzy's not here this year, but she's every year she's come back from the WNBA to the WNBL, she's been a better player. And, and yeah, and there's just so many examples of that. And then Lauren Jackson's obviously the prime example of, of basketball in Australia on its own. So she's, yeah, she's done it all. And, and now she's back in the WNBL and it's, it's going to be incredible to see her back. Like no one ever would have thought she's going to be back in the WNBL after that retirement six years ago. And, and it's just, it's going to be a moment to savor, I think, for, for fans around Australia to be able to go to games that aren't too far away from you and see Lauren Jackson play the game again. Especially after that that huge bronze medal game. I mean, yeah. there's not going to be a better storyline than that. <laughs> as, so, as like, yeah, we, oh, we were sitting there and, and as that was happening, you're like, this this is a moment in Australian sporting history and, and it was just incredible. So, yeah, incredible. Mm -hmm. So to lay a bit more groundwork, there are eight teams in the WNBL. We'll go through each one of them briefly um, later in the pod. Um, but the Melbourne Boomers are currently the defending champions. But there are plenty of teams right on their coattails, ready to steal the 2022-23 championship. So the season uh, will, again, start November 2nd, which is tomorrow. Um, and there are 24 games per team, 12 home, 12 away. The top four teams will head to the finals where you'll play in a 1v4, 2v3 playoff seeding with the top seed getting home court advantage. We're big fans of home court advantage here at Lockdown <laughs> Women's Basketball. Um, and then the grand final culminates the season where we find out who is our new WNBL champion. So one thing about the WNBL that is different from some other leagues that I've always found really interesting is the idea of a development player player who's not necessarily on the main roster but is a part of the team um, and so I'm, I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit more about who those players are and, and what they mean to to the WNBL and if there's one kind of success story of a player that you can think of if you could you could tell us about them yeah it, it is a great it's it's all about growing the game of basketball in Australia and letting those younger players that maybe aren't quite ready to contribute every night to the team but they can be there on the bench uh, just being involved in the game. And then if their number's cold, they're ready to go, they, they have, they're they there and they're training every every training session with the, with the best players in Australia. So that's only going to help them. And and we've seen many examples of, of some of the best players coming through that route, like 
and they've it's going to be a it's a like you said it's not a, a common sort of rule around the world and I think it is great to be able to go to a game and you see these young players coming through it and they're just getting better and better each game you do see them and like I said they're not there every game but they'll be there when their number's cold and and I think it's a really great rule that you see the 18 year olds even some 16 17 year olds playing against professionals it's only going to help them yeah definitely I think um it reminds me a lot of um in the states we have sometimes you'll see at like college games um, either a middle school team or a local high school team will come and play during halftime. And it's always like a very, a very exciting thing to see like the next generation of players kind of take the court for the first time. It's awesome that it's, that it's during the actual game though. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. anything quite like it. <laughs> yeah, No, it is awesome. And like I said, yeah, it's, it's only helping those players and, and the veterans within Australian basketball are so great with, with just helping those players and, and I can only imagine how much they learn when they are in that in that program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean the I feel like that learning piece is always something that I've that I've noticed in in following Australian basketball. I mean, I, I remember one of the first storylines that I heard when it was announced that Lauren Jackson was coming back was how excited people were that Ezzy was going to be able to learn from her, <laughs> uh, which was yeah. such a cool thing to see and and. Yeah, I think I think it's it shines true in, in the fact that this is such a key part of the league. And I think that does go back to the Opals program as a whole. There, where they're all it's it's all about pride and playing for your country. And if you're getting better, your teammates getting better as well. So I, I think that's how it all all plays out. Great. Well, coming up next, we'll get you the latest on the teams of the WNBL and help you find your next favorite team. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for you and your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Creating a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs is free and easy. With simple tools like screening questions, it's easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to focus on and who you want to interview and maybe hire. Finishing the year strong can be tough on your own, so having the right team member by your side can only help. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one on delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen today. For your second listen today, check, down, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So now it's time for perhaps the part I'm most excited about, which is for us to go through and talk about these teams. So let's get started with the Adelaide Lightning, um, who are perhaps like the newest but not newest team. Uh, they've got a new head coach, a new GM, but it's a returning GM and it's a promoted head coach who was previously an assistant. Um, they're returning to play at their home arena for the first time since 2019, huge deal. And they've got Stephanie Talbot, who is always a delight and always an excellent person to watch on the court, whether it's defense, whether it's getting her way into the paint. 
she's always a joy to watch. So what are you looking for to see from Adelaide this year? Yeah, like you said, there, there has been some changes, but then those changes aren't maybe as big as some people think with, with Nat Hurst coming in as coach and after Chris Lucas has gone to the Boomers. But it's I think she's ready and she's had her apprenticeship, I suppose, and she's ready to go. And like you said about Steph Talbot, she's just she won the MVP not last season, the season before, and I think she'll be right there in that conversation again this year after her World Cup campaign, which was just on another level. Without her, Australia, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, may not have meddled, like probably wouldn't have meddled without her. So she just led the way and she's been like that her whole career. And I thought it was really great for her to be able to get that recognition on in Australia because uh, often she's overseas and not getting that recognition, but playing on under the bright lights of the World Cup in Australia was great for her. And I, I think she's ready to go. And then look at uh, Kirsten Bell from the uh, Aces. I'm looking forward to seeing her play. Obviously, she didn't play much for the Aces this year with with their incredible roster, but it'll be interesting to see how she goes, and I'm looking forward to seeing her play. Yeah, Kirsten Bell was one of my favorite players to watch when she was in college. Um, just her ability to both play from the perimeter and also make sense of the post is just unlike anything I've really ever seen. And, I mean, you're right. She didn't get a ton of burn during the WNBA season. She was on that Aces team. It's kind of hard to find minutes anywhere. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what she makes of it and, and how much run she gets here. Uh, one other player I'll point out for, for Adelaide is uh, Lauren Mansfield, who I got to see some clips from from the 3x3 Commonwealth Games. I'm a big 3x3 person. <laughs> um, yeah. So so it was on my radar. And, and she was just a joy to watch as well as um, Marina Whittle, um, who was uh, – there as well um, and they played together which was really awesome and I think we'll give them a bit of a boost um, coming into this season as they've already kind of got that experience together for sure so yeah. so super excited for Adelaide we'll see if there are picks for for the 2022-23 WNBL champion but um, moving right along um, just a couple of notes on our our good old friends the Bendigo Spirit um, they've also got a new head coach. Um, he takes over after, or I think it's Kennedy. Um, oh boy, last name. Karima. Yeah. Karima. Yeah. He takes over yeah. after coaching New Zealand for 10 years, yeah. which is, is quite the accomplishment. I will say, um, keeping a coaching job that long. <laughs> um, yeah. and Ellie Molly is, is she's obviously the, the headliner here. Um, she was absolutely excellent last season didn't quite make it through with the sky at, at the, the, in the WNBA season, but was beloved uh, by the people of Chicago. So I'm sure she will she will do just fine this season. Yep. Um, they've got plenty of returners, um, but uh, notably missing Leilani Mitchell. Um, so we'll see how they do. And and I guess, uh, do you have any final thoughts on on Bendigo? Yeah, I I think they're sort of ready to make a bit of noise. Hopefully this year, I think I think mainly we'll just go to another level. And like you said. Chicago she really made an impact and if that was a slightly less of a team she may have she probably would have found a, a role in that team and been, been there for the season but they were a loaded team as well and it's hard to make a WNBA roster and she did well in that training camp and when she got on the court in those first few games she she was everything you'd want but she obviously just couldn't be squeezed into that roster so I, I think she's going to be right up there in MVP talks again absolutely absolutely all right, moving right along uh, to our defending champion, Melvin Boomers. It was quite the offseason for the Boomers. They had a documentary come out over yeah. several weeks, it seemed. Um, it was called Sidelined, and it was released through the end of September into early October. 
Um, they've also got a new head coach. seems like there's lots of new head coaches this year, um, as well as a new assistant coach and Christy Harrower. Um, so you've written about the Boomers quite a bit. I mean, take us through kind of what's the main headlines with a roster full of opals, lots of recognizable names from the WNBA. Who is most exciting to you and who do you think is going to be a surprise? Maybe. Yeah, I, the Boomers, I think they're, they have to be favourites, I think, this year. Like, their roster is just incredible. They have Opals all over the court. And although Tess Madgen, uh, who was captain of the Opals, she'll be out for a month, the start of the month uh, season with a knee injury. But I think they'll be able to cover her for, for that month. And then once she's back, they'll they'll fit her straight back in. But, yeah, there's Opals all over the court. And Kayla George is there once again up the front. And she's just – her energy on court is, is incredible. And she brings it every night. And I think you can't go wrong with her on your team. And then, obviously, right. there's two imports – their two imports this year are going to be incredible after having losing Lindsay Allen, but they've gone and got Olivia uh, Nelson Adoda, and she's obviously different position. But swapping those imports is is really incredible. Like that, that's swapping a, a star for a star. So and being able to get Tiffany Mitchell back, I think, is massive. Like she was incredible in the WNBL last year, and she's her athleticism mm-hmm. is just something that's not necessarily seen so much in this league and and she's just ready to explode again I think and and they're also able to get uh Christy Wallace so just opals everywhere international stars everywhere so I think they're ready to go just totally loaded I loved watching Christy Wallace with the Atlanta Dream this year she was so much fun to watch just one of the most creative players I've ever watched and I'm so excited to see what she does with, with this roster because, I mean, you, again, you're totally right. You really cannot go wrong here, <laughs> um, especially with, with Tiffany Mitchell coming back. I mean, I wasn't sure whether she would whether she would go back yeah. and play overseas again. And so it's nice to see her take the leap and, and go for it. Um, yeah. I think also with prioritization, the WNBL is a pretty safe yeah. market just because it ends yeah. in March. Um, so yeah. it at least gives players that peace of mind that they can make it back for the WNBA season without risking all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so lots of great things happening for the boomers. And I mean, you could, it's really theirs to lose, I think. Um, and we'll, yeah. we'll certainly get into that more. <laughs> um, all right, moving right along. The Perth Lynx are our next team. Um, so they've bumped up a couple of players from development to their main roster, and they're bringing in Amy Atwell, um, as well as Sammy Wincombe is back. Um, and so, I mean, you could go ahead and take this one. Um, I'm so curious to hear what you think about this Wickham and Atwell backcourt, because yeah. I'm quite excited for it. <laughs> All I'm going to say is just good luck to any opposition defense trying to stop those two on the perimeter. They're like Atwell... I'm in a preseason game for the Sparks when she was trying to make that roster. She hit, I think it was six threes in a game, and that pretty much solidified her spot for opening night. And although it didn't work out for her during the season, she did get cut, but she's going to be so – I just feel like she's ready to explode this season and really show – she hasn't been back in Australia for a long time, obviously in Hawaii with our university. So uh, she's ready to come back. And her and Whitcomb are just going to be – I would hate to be on the other team trying to defend those two. So, and then also having Whitcomb, her defense is just incredible too. So you can't escape Whitcomb, and then yeah, it's going to be incredible. And they've also got some great um, sort of fringe Opals players in Lauren Scherf and Alex Sharp, and I feel like they're both ready to really contribute this year and, and step it up. Obviously, they Perth did lose two incredible imps in uh, Marina Mabry and Jackie Young, which is almost impossible to replace <laughs> but um yeah they're going to need to find the Aussie players to step up and I think they're capable of doing that 
Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, let's be real. It is hard to replace Jackie Young. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think, I mean, you're totally right in that. I think they've at least got a good model for someone to kind of think back to and and someone to take some inspiration from. Um, And so, yeah, I'm excited to see what they come up with and what sorts of sets they run. Um, And I'm very curious to watch these two players that you've all right thank you for listening to lockdown women's basketball everybody uh Haley, where can everybody find your work and check in with you um after this yes yeah, so uh i write for the pick and roll which we focus on australian basketball all over the world so men women in australia america europe china wherever they're playing will be uh sort of focusing on those players and yeah i only write about women's basketball so if you want anything australian women's basketball just come find me on the pick and roll and yeah, or on Twitter at wilds underscore Haley. And yeah, I'm happy to chat women's basketball all day long. So yeah, always happy to, to chat about it. That's it for part one of our WNBL season preview. Check back in tomorrow for part two, where Haley and I will discuss the two remaining teams, talk key matchups and rivalries, who was the most surprising free agency move and give our picks to win it all. You can check out the WNBL season kickoff on Wednesday, November 2nd at 6.30 p.m. in Perth time, which will be 6.30 a.m. Eastern. You can watch it on YouTube if you're outside of Australia or ESPN uh, if you're inside Australia. But with that, thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. This is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.